You know, everybody's got a to-do list. Drop off the dry cleaning, pick up some milk. Here's an idea. Let's add save hundreds of dollars on car insurance. And the good thing is you don't have to drop off or pick up anything. All you have to do is go to Geico.com, and in 15 minutes, you could be saving 15% or more on car insurance. Extra money in your pocket. It just may be the most rewarding to-do you do today. Now, Podcast One brings you Spike's Car Radio. A downloadable Cars and Coffee, hosted by writer, comedian, and automotive enthusiast, Spike Ferris. Now, here's Spike. Hello, Spike's Car Radio fans. Spike Ferris here. Zuckerman's here. We're in the studio at Beverly Hills. How are you all? I love you all. Do you know that? I love each and every one of you listening. That's driving creepy. into your cars. I do, Zuckerman. This is, my, this is the favorite part of my week, and I enjoy talking to all of you. I enjoy all the feedback we get on Instagram. Uh, I, I especially enjoy... When you tell me something I'm not supposed to know, uh, so you got any you got any juicy car tips? Send it right to my Instagram. Direct message me, and yeah. maybe I'll talk about it on the show. Zuckerman, how are you this morning? Terrific. Let um, me just introduce the guest before you get into whatever you are getting into. We have is it Alwa Alwa Roof Alice. Al, no, A L O I Alwa Roof. He's bringing by the Yellowbird CTR. Is it a CTR or is it just a Yellowbird? Well, he was supposed to be here already and tell us this, so I don't know. Well, we were going to drive it, then we were going to talk about it. Uh, In truth, I screwed up because I I thought we were recording yesterday. Thank you. Got moved to today. I had to move a pitch. (laughs) Everything's messed up today, all right? But I've got I got a pitch done at CBS this morning. I'm going to do this, and then I'm off to ABC to pitch something else. Good, because we got to make money. And you I don't, don't have time to, for this. And you don't have time for this either. But isn't this nice that we get to spend an hour with everybody? Well, it smells like salami in the studio. It really does. Yeah. What is? What is? Do is you think it's about? Italian or Jewish? I don't know. Now I'm realizing. Uh, hold on. Let me see if I've got all. My, oh, here we go. I, I I had my notes for the show, and now I lost them. Alwar Roof, if you know what Roof is. Roof is, how would we classify this? Are he they would, a modifier? Are they the original modifier of Porsches? I would say that he is the original modifier of Porsche dating back to the 70s. That As a very young man, he had some very big connection to the factory, mm-hmm. Got got preferential treatment cars in white as they call them which are basically very uh, shells off the body line right without vin numbers without vin numbers he got to put his own vin numbers on it and so if anybody thinks that singer is doing something new and no death you know i'm not knocking singer but it's like everything else it's been it's been invented these guys uh we've seen these cars for a very long time uh my neighbor stacy has a uh 911 rs 73 roof motor build what they like to do is they like to take the horsepower and double it <laughs> and this was really... in this was in 74 <laughs> and this is in, yeah and exactly. we like and what i like we should do a graph of increase of horsepower and decrease in stacy's driving ability yeah. over, <laughs> over, over time <laughs> he was gonna come i invited him to come he he our dogs are friends so every day around five o'clock he walks his dog up the street and if i'm home i bring my dog out and we talk about uh the dogs but then mostly we talk about cars he was going to show up he's busy he offered to let me drive the 73 i love watching him drive that car it's ferocious and he's like fast loose and out of control right and so they have this shoulder stacy is what his nickname they have this new car uh based on right the uh the the yellow bird right there Mm -hmm. there was a car well uh, there was that that was their that that was their claim to fame right that was really the car that shook everybody 
They made um, 29 of these, built from scratch uh, between 1987 and 1996. Um, and now... What are I'm the lo- stats on that? Because that's impressive in 87 to 96. All right. Here's what, here's what I got for you. 470 horsepower with 553 foot-pounds of torque, Oof. red line of 6,800, uh, five-speed gearbox, um, twin turbocharged, two valves per cylinder, flat six. So they're turbocharging. That's how they're getting all of this horsepower, Zuckerman. Zero to 60, 3.65 seconds. In 1987. <laughs> Not bad. Listen, um, th- that kind of torque was from like an Olds 454 engine back in the day. <laughs> a seven-liter Olds would give you that much torque. And what do a, we do? And, and much like Roseanne did with her little TV show, Roof is now reviving this car. They announced it at the, in Geneva in 2017. They're uh, exactly 30 years after the CTR was launched. They've got the new car. It was supposed to be here 15 minutes ago, but Mr. Roof uh, slept in at the peninsula <laughs> and still isn't here. You and I have a heart out at 1230. We will go look at this car on the way out and take some pictures and put it up on Instagram for you to talk to. But everybody is very ex- – what, they- what we have heard about this, though, is 700 horsepower, yes. right? Zero to 60. No one 3.5 seconds, a little quicker, and uh, they're already sold out. They're only going to be 30 examples. They're already sold at uh, a 700 price of 750,000 euros. Euros, which right. means in your in your dollars, in your pathetic dollars, that would be well <laughs> over a million pathetic dollars, weak dollars. What do you think about that? Do you think that car is worth it? Would you Would you buy this car? Okay. Um, I don't think I would buy it, but I think that I would love to have it. <laughs> <laughs> and what it's based on a nine six four platform? Yeah, like the I, original. You know, I, I love it. I love the idea of it. Yes, if I had, okay, I feel very poor today. So that's a bad. You, to ask me tomorrow when I'm feeling flush. When you're feeling flush. When I'm why? Feeling what, flush. Why I are you feeling poor? I don't know. It's what just, happens? It's eleven thirty. I'm tired. It, um, it under, I'm stressed. Yeah. I feel, no, the world gets stressed. Yes. Right. It's like we live in the house of a drunken parent and you never know what's going to go wrong. Do you feel uh, uh, flush uh, usually later in the week? I've always noticed a pattern with you. You buy cars on Thursdays and Fridays. Okay, but it also has to do with the payroll cycle. So, <laughs> so, so we just had pay, you're paying yourself? We had payday yesterday <laughs> and I feel like I feel like basically the, you know, the earth is going to crack open. The devil's going to reach up and pull me into the flames, and that's it's oh, all. Because you ended. had to pay the whole firm. Yes, and it was it was insanity. Oh wow! And, so, I paid and how whole, many? You have a lot of employees, right? Yeah, how many employees do you have? One hundred forty. One hundred forty. So that's a lot of dough that just flies uh, out the window. Imagine right? one hundred forty birds, little baby birds in a nest with their mouths open, screaming, and I have to drop all of those dollar worms, <laughs> dollar worms into the mouth. Heavy is the head that wears the crown, Zuckerman, and or as the Jew said. The crown is no cure for a headache. Ah. Yes. Yes. I guess that's the same thing, right? Basically, but yeah. with a little Yiddishkeit spin on it. Wouldn't you agree, though? All right, let's get back to car buying. That the best days, the worst day to buy a car, what day is it? Monday. Monday, right? Uh, there's no car I could buy on a Monday and get excited about. Right. There's just, it, my, my focus is on work. My focus is on the week ahead. I don't even want to think about well, I will think about cars a little bit, but I don't want to focus solely on a car until Thursday around four o'clock. Right. Right. You, yes. When you're feeling when you're feeling hopeful, you have yeah. to feel hopeful. <laughs> and, and my normal mindset is misery and disaster. So this is I, I have a cycle just like, you know, 
Mm-hmm. I have a I have a cycle. I understand that. No, I, I I feel the exact same way. Thursday, and then it peaks, and right around Sunday, around two, all my car excitement starts to fade again. And by Sunday at eight, you're yeah, fucked. And I do. You're right. Yeah, I'll do one last run. Come up with an excuse for one last run. Pick up dinner. Right. You know, just uh, pick up a kid who's on a play date. That's the the last run. That's the last bit of fun before the hangar doors close. And then Sunday at 8, you think about the week that is laying ahead of you. Yes. And you're back to knowing that it's all going to be over. You should just hang yourself, basically. <laughs> you're, it's, you're, you're fucked. No, but don't you find now, all right? Now that we're into Monday, right? You're in the hell. You're doing the work. That's now Monday night. You start to sure, – every once in a while, not- you get in the computer, right? And you just start looking a little bit. You start reading a little bit. You and I and Jerry start texting each other and reading stories. Yes. And right? then the tempo increases. And the tempo increases. And then Jerry <laughs> fought, Jerry is, Jerry's cornering the market on 912s and SCs. By, right. by Thursday, he's cornered. He's, he's – <laughs> Uh, he's like the Hunt brothers yes. in the 70s, cornering the market. Because he's on a comedian schedule, right? He's yeah. doing a different thing. He's working all weekend long. He wraps up his stand-up Sundays and gets home, and then he wants to party Sunday. Like That's a bartender schedule. I used to be on that, too. You want to party. You're partying Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, and that's what he's up to. So when he's doing that, it's hurting you and I. Do you think <laughs> – yeah, exactly. Do you think – yes, he is. He, he loves to hurt us. Do you think that he, he considers – like the world market and says, hmm, I think I'll corner not the market on 912s. <laughs> Do his voice. I figured out I've got to buy something, Spike. <laughs> <laughs> you have to. I've got to. Got too much money in my pocket. It hurts. It hurts. <laughs> so what are you thinking? I don't know. There's these eight cars. Well, don't you have those eight? I need more, Spike. I don't have a brown one. <laughs> <laughs> and then he starts going at it. And uh, I honestly think he forgets. No, he does. But he says this, but he's lying. I don't have anything like this. Exactly. Yes, well, okay, yes. Technically, you don't have a 912 with 7,500 <laughs> miles. Yours are more like 9,000 original miles in that same color. But, yeah, technically, you're right. But that's yes. our function is to go along with all the schemes the same way he goes along with ours. And then, and then we just you know, quietly whisper to each other, different but the same. Yes. Different. But we do that too. Of We're course. all guilty of that. You're talking to a guy who had five 911s in the same one or two years off and then went, oh, what am I going to drive? I'm getting to that point. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, you're, you know, these things, it's funny. We, I've watched these collections and it's, it's true of all of us. We, we, we load up and then we let go. We, it's like breathing. You load up and you let go. It's more like that Three Stooges noise. Yeah. What's that? I think it's like the, the, it's the cake with the with the hot water bottle in it expanding. Yeah. Could you do that noise? No, I can't. But you met the the wife of what was her name? I had lunch in New York with Larry uh, from Three Stooges' sister, Lila. Lila Fine <laughs> was her name. She's married to the uh, or was. I'm sure they're not alive. This was in the late '80s. She was married to the sound effects guy who made those noises. Who made the noises? Yeah. And uh, that's a lunch invite you say yes to and go to. Boy, and she think, looked just like Larry, unfortunately. That, to me, is the highlight of your life. When if, <laughs> I, if, I, if I go through the pages of your life, I am, I'm dog-earing that page. I, that, I'm not going to argue with that. And, you're, and, and the greatest part is just you're almost a little too young to appreciate it. You can look back because you're, you're – I was very young at the time, but I was j- a huge Three Stooges fan. Right, so but, you're not, at- but you're not jaded. You're not cynical. You have none of that. You're just wide-eyed, soaking it in. Sure. 
Yeah. The, yes. The, so the, many questions. Let's uh, let's bring our guest in. I, I see him sitting out there. He's let's, got the car. Come on in. Bring him in over here. Oh, look, he's getting Norm. Norm Pattis is letting him in. The Norm head of man. Podcast One himself has brought him in. Thank well, you. it's quite a show today, ladies and gentlemen. Here, step up to the microphone. We're not going to be able to hear you unless you're right there. And it's Alois. Alois. Alois Roof. Alois. Alois Roof. That's Alois a very Roof. old German name. Ah. Comes from the St. Aloysius. Ah, there you go. <laughs> so you're you? a holy man. Yeah. A holy man. A yes, holy man, sure. of course. Pull your headphones off the microphone there so I can see you. There you go. Just You can just put them down. That's okay, fine. Good, good. How are you? I'm doing fine. I'm a little jet lagged, but I'm oh, doing okay. fine. That's I wanted to make sure you were procedure. okay. You were a little late, <laughs> and then we were worried about you. No, we we had to make a couple of turns until we made it. <laughs> a little bit of traffic. And are you you're in the new car. In the new car, yes. And wow, the new car runs exciting. beautifully and loves Los Angeles and loves the uh, Beverly Hills Mountains to climb. <laughs> you know, everything. So now what, now what car is this? Is this the prototype that you have with it's you? It's the prototype. It's the prototype. It and you're, prototype. you're daily driving it now while you're in L.A. Since uh, December last year, it's my daily driver. Wow. And the car was driving all over Europe already. We drove it to Italy, to the Mille Miglia. Mm-hmm which is a very, very tough uh, road to, to run. After Mille Miglia, you know, if your car will wow. withstand the rest of the world, you know. So there are going to be how many more of these? 29 that you've sold? And <laughs> 30, 30 cars. 30? Is your prototype one of the 30? It's, it's following. No, no, the pro- prototypes are off uh, the count. Okay. Yes, and the, um, the 30 cars are because of the 30-year anniversary of the original CTR, which mm-hmm. was nicknamed the Yellowbird. Right. Right. Legendary happened, car. Yes, and that happened through the press here from the West Coast at that time, Road and Track. And and all the cars weren't yellow because we had one out at the track. They were, didn't we have a I yellow bird there. at Thermal? I was not there. We were out there with they, a group of guys, and there was a black yellow bird. Yes, correct. <laughs> 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 Imagine a yellow bird that fell into the black pot. <laughs> right. Are, were they all no. yellow? Or? No, 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 no. About one half of the cars were yellow, uh, but the car could have any color. I, I personally drove one in dark green because that's my favorite color. <laughs> wow. This is, well, uh, you know, thank you for coming in. No, this thank you. This is going to be really fun to talk about. It's a pleasure and an honor to be here. Oh, it's not an honor. And, Zuckerman's uh, here. No, yes. Uh, <laughs> I bring it down. I'm bringing you down to my level. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't you okay. tell us about um, getting involved with the company? Uh, your dad started it, and, and you took over at age 24. 24. 24 yeah. years old. My, my dad passed away when I was 24. And that happened very surprisingly, and uh, I had to jump into the cold river and uh, made it. Made it all happen. And what were you? What were you guys building at that point? Already, we were involved with Porsche cars, mm-hmm. and we were modifying Porsches. We were fixing them. We were repairing them, and we had already a name for that because the whole story started eleven years before, in 1963, when the first uh, Porsche came to our company, to our premises. And that happened really by a, a, not only an incident, it was an accident. Mm-hmm. Um, my, hmm. dad, my dad was driving in his own built, built by himself a tour, tourist bus, and he was passed uh, by a Porsche 356. And the gentleman who drove the 356 lost control in this passing uh, maneuver and uh, ended up in the ditches, rolled the car, and uh, thank God he was fine. My dad looked after him, and we towed the car. And at the end, we ended up buying the car and fixed it. And that was our entry 
Wow. into the world of Porsche. An accident, really. I always love these little stories. And usually everything's an accident. Yeah. And he's yeah. a personal injury lawyer. Right. That's oh, a very oh, okay. a very uh, California type of profession. Thank yeah. God you were not around. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you guys would have been finished before you started. <laughs> What's the statute of limitations? In Germany, I don't know. We'll, we'll figure something out. So you take this 356. Was it a coupe or a no, cab? No, it's, uh, it's known over here in the, in the States they call it the notchback. Carmen Hartop. Yeah. And what did yeah. you do to that car? What did your family do? Well, it was it had no uh, frame damage. It was just uh, the skin. The skin was damaged mm-hmm. very badly from the front uh, over the uh, the roof, and uh, all the glass was broken. And I remember it was very difficult to get all the glass because that car was so rare in Germany, right. so new. And uh, you know, uh, everybody knew the right to coupe. And the Carmen Hartops, they went, I would say, 90% of these cars went to the United States. Mm Mm-hmm. Because that car was a, an extra car that they put on the cooker to uh, satisfy the demand in the United States at that time because Porsche couldn't come up with enough cars. So they, right, welded, right. they welded the roof on a, on a convertible, right? Well, you could say that. Yeah. You could say that. It was basically a convertible, and the hardtop was welded to it. And that was built by Carmen, right. and it suddenly came up with a, with a new model, which was right. a great idea, I think. Right, it's, and it still is a rare. It's an odd bird now. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a rare bird. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Mm-hmm. Wow. And yeah. what were you building before uh, Porsches? Well, uh, my dad uh, started the company in 1939, but uh, he then had to go to war and uh, he was very lucky he didn't have to go and shoot uh, in the in the war. He was a brilliant technician, so therefore they used him for all kinds of technical matters in the rebuilding infrastructure, mm-hmm. and he was in Russia for that reason. And, and he came back as one of the really early ones that came back from the war, and uh, he could start working in the company, and his specialty was improvising, trying to make something out of nothing. So yeah. when this Because there was nothing at that time. There was nothing at that time. There was a lot of broken stuff, mm-hmm. and of five broken things, you could make one correct thing again. You know? What a story. That, that, so that, that when man. this 356 rolls into your garage base, what other cars are there? At that time, we had uh, some BMWs there. BMWs. And uh, it was not the glorious time of BMW. What year is this? Yeah. This is 1963. 63. Before the new the new series. Be- before the new era of BMW right. started, because at that time they had Isetas. Yes. And they had motorbikes. And mm-hmm. they had uh, a car that nobody could afford, it, at least in Germany, which were the Bertone Coupes mm-hmm. and all and the, the, the beautiful stuff. 507. Right. Stuff did, you like ever, that, you know? uh, did you ever hot rod an Isetta? <laughs> is there anything no, no, you could do no, to that thing to make it drivable? No, no, no. no. My, my dad said uh, uh, an Isetta is an insult to a car mechanic. <laughs> because it wasn't really a car. No. You know? Last time I drove one, a guy on a bike went by me. No lie, a bicycle. Just pedaled right by of me. Course. Uh, it's, it's a tricky bit of yeah. business. Hold on. Time to pay the bills. Think of all the weird things found in cars. I'm not talking about your garden variety petrified French fries or melted crayons. I'm talking about live snakes, bizarre trinkets, the kind of stuff that just makes you wonder about folks. Another thing you're going to wonder about, but in a good way, are continental belts. 
Bet you didn't know there are OE and tens of millions of Chryslers and Dodge, Ford, and GM vehicles that roll off the assembly line. There are also OE on the majority of BMWs and VWs. Now, Continental is launching the aftermarket multi-V belt with the OE pedigree. It's their OE technology series, belts that are fanatically engineered for perfect fit form and function. And Continental has OE technology series multi-V belts for 98% of the vehicles on the road in the U.S. and Canada. Hey, you get enough surprises working on cars and trucks, a belt should not be one of them. Go to Continental OE Technology Series Multi-V Belt, the belt with the OE pedigree. To get the full story, visit oetechnologyseries.com. So, yeah. you guys, where is that 356? Do we know where that is? Uh, that 356, we lost contact, you unfortunately. Did. I have uh, the same type of car in the collection. But, uh, Do we know we the VIN number that. of the car? <laughs> no, I don't know it anymore. You don't know, because that's a significant car now. Yeah, it's the yeah, taproot. Right? The ultimate taproot. The ultimate car. roof taproot is right. out there somewhere. But and the, how would how would someone know if they had that car? What hmm. would they kn- see that they would go, well, wait a minute? Well, it's ruby red with a black interior. Okay. And I'm sure there are many around in uh, right. this color. It's a um, 1963? It's, it was a 1962 model. 62? Yeah, it okay. was a 62 model. Ruby red. And yeah. what modifications in there? Are there any roof fingerprints where you go, no, no, we were the only shop doing no, this? No, it was kept original. It was a 75 horsepower S model. But I must finish the story with, uh, with the notchback sure. because it, it gets better, you know, <laughs> because being in the car business, uh, my dad knew uh, how or we experienced how difficult it was. You know, you, if you wanted to sell a car, you had to trade in another car. You had to arrange financing and everything. It was just difficult until a sale actually happened. And uh, in a November day in uh, late 63, uh, we, uh, we drove the car to Munich. And uh, my, my dad was driving. I was sitting next to him. We were going in one of the fancier streets, which is the Leopoldstrasse in Munich. And at a traffic light, a young man comes. He sees us stopping at the red light. And he knocks at the window. And he gives us a signal. Please stop. I want to talk to you. We rolled down the window and he said, I need to talk to you. I, need to, I want to buy your car. <laughs> and so, <laughs> so, so, we, we, so we stopped today. You probably wouldn't because you think there's something, Some, something wrong with it. You know? mm-hmm. <laughs> but we stopped. We went to a coffee shop. He looked at the car and he said, this is exactly the car that I need. I have a friend who wants this car. Then uh, the young man, he was a student in, in Munich. He says, I have the money here. Come to my apartment. I will, uh, and and my well, first of all, how much is the car? My dad picked a very high number, and he said, "Yes, I agree." You uh, found the one wow. rich German in Munich. Uh, <laughs> you went to his apartment in Schwabing, probably, and it wasn't Schwabing. How did you know that, Sarkar? What the he hell? He by Leopold de Strasse, and he yeah. said it was a student, and that's where the, uh, you yeah, know you're a connoisseur. You've yes, been there. Yes, so <laughs> we must put a well, plaque. Connoisseur is exactly. If the building's still there, the plaque. A little, a little sign. This is the, okay, we'll the, first, shrine, sale, yeah. the first wow. roof yeah, sale. Yeah, yeah. So um, what happened is uh, we, we went to the apartment with this young man, and he had a candy box. And uh, <laughs> in the candy box was the money. He paid us. We didn't have the car papers with us. We were not prepared to sell the car. But on top of all, he gave us his 356, a Reuter Coupe. Come on. To, to drive home. Wow. And Roof was a nobody at that time. Nobody knew. Mm-hmm. We, we, you know, we could have been crooks. We could have been running away with his car and mm-hmm. had the money, and he never saw a paper of the car or anything. But that trust uh, that was there was just amazing. Wow. And uh, my dad said, with these people from who are anything to do with these Porsche cars, nothing is regular. Everything is yes. different. 
you know, th- this is a crazy world. I has never tapped anything like that before. <laughs> so uh, it was great for me uh, to convince my dad that we continue in this business. Wow. And we sure did. What a I story. I was 13 years at that age, you know, <laughs> What's at that, that time. I was 13 years of age. What? 13. 13. So that's yes. the moment that's happening. So at 24, do you feel overwhelmed in that moment? I mean, it, it, Zuckerman, 24 years old, what are you doing? I'm, I'm thinking about where I'm going to go and eat a hamburger <laughs> at, three, at 3 o'clock in the morning and, and, and wondering about my hangover the next right. day. Uh, Here's what, at 24, I'm getting hamburgers and Bud Talls for the graphics guy Saturday Night Live. Uh, I'm an right. intern. I'm making right. no money. At but 20, this is like someone saying, okay, you're going you're gonna to be Lorne Michaels now. You're going to sit right. and run this show. I, I'd, I'd be like, never, what? It would have been a guaranteed failure for me. Yes, for sure. Uh, I must say, gentlemen, uh, I was very grown up at that time. That was different. I went through different all these phases already uh, with the hangover and so on. Of course, I had hangovers later too. You know, <laughs> there were there were occasions, <laughs> but but I was already very very grown up. And um, I must also put into the story that in. 1968, at age of 18, my dad sent me to the United States the first time. And that was, at that time, for a European, an experience, you know, like traveling to the moon now. You know, mm-hmm. it's, it's, uh, it was sure. something totally, totally extraordinary. And uh, my dad sent me to New York. And from New York, I took the Greyhound bus and uh, was riding to, um, to Canada because I have an uncle who moved to Canada right next to the U.S. border mm-hmm. in Quebec. And I spent a couple of weeks there and traveled around as a hitchhiker, which was not an easy task. <laughs> but I learned a lot. Yeah. I learned well, a lot about the people yeah. and the country. People forget that, it, that Germany was a poor country. Even yeah. in the 60s yeah. when the economic yeah. miracle is beginning. It's sure. still, still, Just stay on that yes. mic if you turn your No, no, the, the, the miracle, the economic miracle was happening already in the 50s, but it was all relative. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, people were working also on Saturday. And they didn't work too long. They worked only until five instead of six or seven in the evening. You know, so so it was a let, dif- different time. <laughs> let me ask you. So when when does Porsche come into play for Roof? When do you decide? You know what? We're just going to start modifying these guys. That happened exactly at that time. You know, I was a student. I went to school. My dad sent me to school to learn English. That was the mm-hmm. main task. Then uh, when I was eighteen, I was sent to America, and then it gets even better. In nineteen seventy, in January, I came to your place here to L.A. And I spent half a year here. And that there you go. basically uh, was my, my future. My future was cast here because I had big eyes, what I saw at that time, that people in Europe did not know about. And what did you see? I saw the La La Land. Mm, well. I saw freeways. I saw cars, cars of any nature, people being car crazy. <laughs> because the car craziness in Europe was not developed at right, that time. Right. You know? This is something that is happening today. We have people that have car collections. Uh, they go to the high-end cars. But at that time, that didn't exist. A car was there to be used. You know? That's it. Yeah. Right, cool. right. And then there was this uh, small group of individualists. Those were the Porsche drivers. They saw themselves already as somebody very, very special, as um, a special how can I say, community. <clears throat> mm-hmm. And at that time, you know, they were raising their hand and waving at each other and flashing, Still. The, fla- oh, wow. flashing, flashing the lights, you know. Aha, so that's uh, been so, going on for yes. a long time. Or, or, or usually it's guy, yes. usually it's just the motorcycle guys, right? No, Either the Harley yeah, guys yeah. or the Harley other guys. guys would do and, I, that, yeah. and the Porsche guys do it, but I thought that was a relatively new phenomenon. No, they no, were no. still this, nuts back this then was like we are. at that time. And wow. if you saw another uh, Porsche driver, you would even stop and have a, a little talk with him, exchange mm-hmm. some information about the cars, go and have a coffee or a beer, whatever. 
And, uh, Were they was... still wearing the bad cargo shorts back then? <laughs> 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 because that's a, another part about being a Porsche owner, apparently. You go yeah. to the works reunion, everybody's got no, cargo no. shorts no, on. No, 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 no. no por- none Porsche, of that. when you drove a Porsche, it demanded a different lifestyle, also a, a certain attire. Right. <laughs> well, it was, exp- it was considered expensive. Yeah, of course. Yes. Of course. It was a very, very luxurious, high-style, individualist um, machine, you could say, yes. And... Uh, so I'm, you go back and you go, let's let's start working with Porsche yeah. exclusively. Exclusively. And who do you call up over at Porsche? Or do you have to do that? Or you you have enough clients with no, Porsche? No, we, we had, we had uh, built up a reputation. <clears throat> and uh, people were from the, the went from, from mouth to, to ear or ear to mouth, whatever you call it. And it was all recommendation. And we mm-hmm. got more and more customers this way, also from far away. And um, then in the... Uh, in the 70s, uh, there was a um, well. You all know about the energy crisis, I'm yeah. sure, which is almost forgotten. Mm-hmm. The energy crisis made a very, very big, uh, yeah, I would say, kink in our in our curve, uh, because uh, at, for a while the Germans were taking it so seriously that they really believed we will not drive a car anymore in mm-hmm. a year's time, you know. But thank God, all of this um, nightmare was over, and uh, we recuperated and we got back in business. And uh, in the mid-70s, Porsche developed a car that was called the 928. And that CEO, which was the first CEO of Porsche, he believed in that car very, very strongly and thought that the 911 is no longer needed and uh, wanted to convert everybody to the 928 uh, drivers. And that was um, a turmoil amongst the Porsche lovers and they they came to me and said, "Well, Mr. Roof, you can build. Can you build me a car in maybe three years from now when mine is bad and used up? If we buy a new body shell now and we buy all the parts, that you can assemble a car for me." And I said, "Sure." And uh, then, can we do one in another three years? So we buy two body shells now and stuff like so that. So people were really thinking about yes. the future without <coughs> yes. the nine eleven. Wow. And wow. What what are we going to do if? Uh, if we don't get 911s anymore, and said, "Well, don't worry, then we just build them here." <laughs> That's that is I so said, great. You know? <laughs> it's funny that fear comes up every once in a while, right? right every yeah, every yeah. few cycles, we have yeah. that fear. That's the end of the 911. Yeah. Water cooled now. The end of the 911, and no more air cooled 911s. Yeah, it's yeah. too long. Now. It's yeah, too so, big. Yeah. It's too big. It's too big. It's the end yeah. of the 911. Well, the 911 yeah. is just fine. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. You know what? Everybody has a favorite pair of jeans. The pair that fits perfectly and always looks great. The pair you wear out at night, at home, on the couch, at work, wherever. The pair I'm wearing right now to podcast. They're the go-to, do not underestimate their importance, pair of pants. No one knows this better than Wrangler, the authority on jeans. Using their expertise in comfort and durability and applying it to a new line of modern fits and styles, Wrangler jeans are made for the modern-day adventurers, the go-getters, folks who like to keep moving. Whether you ride a bike, a bronc, or a skateboard, or you're the type who walks the earth in search of something, these are the jeans for you. Classic or modern styles, a range of fits at a price that works for you, vintage re-releases. Wrangler has something for everyone and don't forget the iconic patch in our stitched W American icons for over 70 years. Visit Wrangler.com and check out the great selection of jeans, shirts, pants, outerwear for men and women. I wear these pants. I love them. Wrangler. Denim made for the modern world. You're listening to Spike's Car Radio. All right. Welcome back to Spike's Car Radio. We're here with Mr. Roof himself. 
since we don't have a lot of time well, I left, I want to talk about the yellow bird. We have to. We have to get to this car that we're going to go downstairs and see. That we we've have been to reading have about. a back thing. There's a whole other, there's hours of story here that I want to hear. There is hours. There is hours to tell. Oh, there are hours. Can I just finish what I'm going to okay, say? Okay, shut up. Oh, Jesus Christ. Go ahead. 1987, 2017. What, why do we decide to make this car again? Is it, and I, this is my, what I've suspected, is it because Roseanne came back? That you decided I'm going to come back to. <laughs> Am I right? Roseanne? <laughs> it's an American TV I'm show. Joking oh, it's, okay. I'm joking. It's a revival of these TV shows. Everybody's right. coming back to doing what they did best. But what was the decision-making process there? Well, the decision-making process is we saw that the um, original uh, Yellowbird from 1987 was uh, becoming more and more a collector's item, and the price went up double. What, what, what did those cars cost new? Uh, they cost it. It started with two hundred eighty-eight thousand Deutschmarks, wow. which was what it, it was four to one. Now at that time, the dollar was very, very strong. So that was something like, uh, let me see, uh, one hundred twenty thousand wow. dollars. Yeah. Very expensive, though, yeah. for yeah. Yeah. nineteen eighty-seven, which at that time was a lot of money. Yeah, yeah. And, but uh, and now, now these cars now were, they're over a million dollars. Really? Yeah. Now they're over a million dollars. Wow. We blew mm-hmm. it. Another thing we another thing we didn't take advantage Suck of. I mean, we had no money in 1987. I, I was an intern. I wasn't even getting paid. I wasn't even in law school. Yeah. But that's incredible. It outperforms Philip yeah. Morris. Yeah. So these cars are getting ultra collectible. People are getting excited about them when they see them in a car show or cars and coffee. And you think, let's go back. Let's get the stones together. Let's call up Keith and do a tour. Well, it, it was not only that. It's, it's good what you're saying. It's... it's uh, I understand all these points, but there was um, I, I could feel amongst our our clients that they were tired with too many electronic gimmicks mm-hmm. and uh, they were looking for a more honest and pure yes. driving machine, you know yes, and uh, it starts already with the feeling of the glass house when you sit in the car, you know I mean undoubtedly, the new ones are totally built for safety aspects and they have airbags left right on top before wherever um, and are very safe cars and are on the level like all OEM cars um, that are in, in the market but there is this nostalgic feeling when you see that people would buy an old car that is 30 or more years older and spend so much money in restoring it or making a resto modification you mm-hmm. know and um that encouraged us that we said, well, we are sitting on our own brand value, which is the CTR. So this car deserves to come back. And it can be the platform of a new era for Roof and spin-offs of that car that can happen. And the first spin-off we showed this year in Geneva, which is the SCR, the normally aspirated version of the same car, same body, same mm-hmm. suspension, but different drivetrain. <clears throat> oh, wow. Yeah. I want one, two, <laughs> <Yeah>. three. <laughs> yeah. okay. You have to talk to Estonia. She takes the orders. <laughs> you, you take the orders? <laughs> yes. <laughs> this is your wife? Yeah. Yes. She's sitting, my she, wife is she's sure, sitting in sure. the studio with she us off my to better the side. Half. She's not mic'd up. <laughs> yes. <laughs> she is if she can dole yes. up the cars. She's yeah. definitely your yes. better half. She's definitely so why not? Half make 300 of these? Why not make 1,000 of these? Why are you only making 30? <laughs> because it was 30 years. It was 30 years. 
But aren't you interested but maybe, in making maybe a little Maybe we should dough? continue and make for every extra year another car. Huh? Well, <laughs> no, yeah, it's the same. I mean, if, you, if you don't count the prototypes, can I have five <laughs> prototypes? We won't tell anybody about yeah, the prototypes. Will. Yeah, we'll just Instagram it all over the place. <laughs> right. We've been talking about uh, they would I have one know. of the 80 prototypes. <laughs> it's, it's interesting because you've arrived at, you know, I remember when I was first getting into the Porsche thing in the 90s, and I'd see these roof cars come up, and I was such a purist. I was such a preservationist, and I'd go, oh, I, I get what these cars are and they're cool, but they're not Porsches because they're not the way they came out of the factory. Mm-hmm. And we finally arrived at a time where these outlaw cars, these R-group cars, these modified cars, of which you were one of the pioneers of this, have become their own thing. That there seems to be fatigue with the factory car now and we want something special and we want something that they don't make a lot of. And, you know, you've arrived. Yeah. Here, can you, you know, does it feel like that to you that in 2018 now you're, you're arriving, yeah. there's this acceptance in the Porsche community or have you always felt you were always there? See, we, we now know that the roof car is um, uh, positioned on top of the Porsche car. And this is what mm. we wanted to achieve, and that was a very, very long road to go. A long road, yeah. Yes, absolutely. But uh, it's, it is achieved, and we are a car manufacturer in its own right. So since 1981, we are um, entitled to give our cars our own chassis number, our 17-digit oh. uh, international VIN. And in 1987, we got approved by the American authorities, EPA and DOT, so we, ever since, we are building cars for the United States that are labeled as roof cars. But you don't have to smash 25 of them or anything, Thank God, because we are still <laughs> under the umbre- we're, st- we're still under the umbrella of the small volume manufacturer. Oh, you are? Okay. We're, we're not producing more than 500 so cars So what do year. you have yeah. to do to satisfy DOT? Uh, we have to uh, make... We have to use all the regulations or apply all the regulations from DOT... And we have to certify it, and we have to prove it by showing the car and uh, making you don't have all the bureaucratic work. You no know? crashing. But no crashing. No crashing. No crashing. We're exempted from, from the crash. What right. do you think that you're, you're so special? Because I, when I look at you, I say, oh, my God, technical expertise, artistic expertise, a vision. You have these things. What do you, but if I had to ask you, what, what's the most essential element to – Coming where you are today, where you say the roof is on top. Well, I have to say only one phrase for that. You must have you, you, you must have the right gasoline in your veins, <laughs> yes. and, and then you are okay. And, and for to, in order to have that, I must rewind the book again a little bit, and we have to go to 1964 in the springtime when I was driving with my father on the autobahn. And we were passed by a 901 prototype. Wow. That, really? That car was the quick blow. This was one of the prototypes that were in use at that time. That later became uh, Mr. PX's car and uh, then Hans Metzger's car. And uh, it was flying by. We were in a little Opel car, a little GM car. It was raining. It was raining cats and dogs. And uh, this, this car was flying by and all the water was going over our car. And uh, the wipers didn't manage to get the water to clean, to clean the windscreen. It was unbelievable, but the best was the sound. I'm sure this car did about 160 kilometers, 100 miles in the rain, but the tires were only this yeah, wide, you yeah, know? Skinny. These are the skinny tires. It was possible. And I said to my dad, wow, look at that. This is the new, <laughs> this is the new Porsche that is coming out soon. We didn't know the name of the car. The name 901 was not known. 911 was not known. And there was only one... Uh, 
pu- publication in Germany called Hobby. It's something like Popular Mechanics. Right. And, and they wrote about this new car that is about to come, and it's probably called the Type 2000 because it had two-liter displacement. Right. You know? Yeah. I, I have to give this sidebar to you so you understand the craziness. I was a student. <clears throat> I was in school. Mm-hmm. I went to college at that time, and, and I was full of ideas what to do, where to go, go to America later, and, and learn about all about cars, you know? And I have also studied the history of Porsche, and I have seen so many things basically in their history book. If you read it carefully and if you know enough, then you, then you know what you need to do to find back to the roots. And uh, we are trying to find back to our own roots, and we are mixing it with roots that were originally given by Porsche. Mm-hmm. Fantastic, fantastic history mm-hmm. of lightning. So, again, another taproot moment in 1964. This is 53. The year I am born. The year I am born. Not you, me. Me. No, I'm older than you. By two months. The audience needs to know that. I am the older brother here. (laughs) You you are a B model then. Yeah. (laughs) That's very funny. T6. Yes. (laughs) So we have 700 horsepower, twin turbo, water-cooled, 3.6 liter flat six with roots in the company's Metzger engine family. Yes. That's correct. Now, what does that mean, roots in the Metzger engine? That doesn't That's, mean Metzger engine. No, the uh, Hans Metzger was... Uh, no, I know that uh, part yeah. of it, but mm-hmm. I'm saying in the engine in the car... The engine in the car has the same layout like the very first uh, 911 engine, uh-huh. which means it has a, a crankcase, and the cylinders are still separate. The cylinders are being uh, installed with the studs, and then the... Uh, Cylinder heads, of course, they come as an extra piece, and so do the uh, camshaft housings. All modular. Why is this preferable? This is just an homage to the roots. It's a better engine for you. What do you like about it? When it gets to that type of performance, uh, it has been proven, and actually it has been proven by Porsche's own racing experience that this is the best base engine Mm -hmm. to use. It is probably more expensive to build it today because there are other ways of, of building engines today for the mass production. But for our car and for the hand-built car, we feel comfortable going this route. Listen to some of these details, Zuckerman. 200, it says the car will exceed 223 uh, miles per hour. Yes. Will exceed. The exterior panel is shared with no other Porsche. They said the exterior panels of that car, you're not going to find in any of the Porsches. That's is that correct. true? So yeah, you created the body correct. yourself. Yeah. Wow. Yes. And it's 2.8 inches longer than the original uh, Yellowbird. The wheelbase. <clears throat> wheelbase. Yes, the wheelbase, but not the car. The car overall length is always still the classic size. So it is. Yes. Wow. Is that so, is, it, would that be visible to my eye that the wheelbase has been modified? We can try that later when we visit the car, but uh, I think I'm pretty sure you will not notice it. These juicy little wheel details, Zuckerman, <laughs> on, on the bro- brake caliper and then what, holding the wheel on. I, Recognize anything? Of course, it looks like a GT3 <laughs> wheel. It <laughs> looks. It's a, it's a center cap. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, with a ceramic brake. I will have to to walk you uh, th- through the car to show all the details, and then you will understand. Uh, what we did, but you won't see it on the first glance. Will you, no. Do you drive Here, at? This. Do you yeah. drive at three hundred kilometers per hour still? Oh yeah, sure. You sure. will. Oh yes, of course I do. <laughs> of course, he says. Of course, <laughs> yes. everybody. How does. much carbon fiber is in there? 
you see the tub, which is the, the monocoque, the centerpiece. It's mm-hmm. completely made of carbon fiber, and the skin of the car is made in carbon fiber. But, but what you see in this photo here mm-hmm. is that the subframe in the front and the rear is made of lightweight steel yeah. for the crashworthiness, mm-hmm. so it can deform, as well as the roll cage. And uh, the roll cage is, uh, we call it the IRC, the integrated roll cage, which is something that we have for the last 25 years oh, at yeah, Roof. Oh, look at that. And, um, so you're not going to see it in the interior of the car. It's just going to be inside. It's all inside. It's all in obstru- right. it's all, all obstructive. That's really Do you cool have children that. working in the, in the company as well? Sometimes, yes. yes. When they're interested, when they come for internship, we have kids here. You only have about, what, 65 employees somewhere in 65 that? employees, yeah, yes. Right. Uh-huh. And yeah. So it's a nice little business. Think about yeah. that, Zuckerman. Zuckerman, we started the podcast talking about Zuckerman every week when he has to pay his employees. <laughs> how many employees? 140. He just yeah, and he and he panics. They're, and, they're, uh. and they're all children. <laughs> yeah, they're 65. Look at the engine housing on this. Look at that yellow. Mm-hmm. It's gorgeous. Yeah. It's a go- every yeah. piece of this car is delicious. Yeah. And none of them are for sale. I'm sorry if you're listening out there and you had a spare 750,000 euros. What was this green uh, roof car I was seeing floating around from time to time? Was that the the yellow bird, the the Irish green car? The Irish green, no, that is a Turbo R Limited. That's a Turbo R Limited. Yes. And how many of those did you make? Uh, seven cars. Seven. Yeah. And that was mm-hmm. just for customers who just, just for wanted. customers. Yeah. What can I buy today? Yeah. What do you? Well, I what, no, buy that's not the question, today. Zuckerman. That's not I, the question. Yes. Question is, what do we have coming up in the future that might be available? Uh-huh. <laughs> to all of us. Yes. <laughs> now I'm that sure. the Yellow Bird has launched, the CTR, mm-hmm. what, what's new? What do we have? Is there other stuff that you're working on? Do you, you, you well, other the, secrets? The, the SCR is coming. The SCR is coming, and uh, that is happening next year. Mm-hmm. We start the production of the SCR parallel with the CTR with the new one. And, Are those uh, available? That's that is the, available. This is the yes. green guy. This is the there, car. There I it love. is. This yes. car is outstanding. Okay. And yep. what is the, what is this car that Ralph Lauren has? This roof car that he loves so much. Which one is that? that the CTR three. The, the mid engine car. Right. He has two and of them. And those are zooming up in value, right? Oh yes, they one are. One of those is getting auctioned off. Uh, I, I think this show is going to air after the auctions in Monterey. But in Monterey, yeah, right, right. One will be uh, auctioned there. Big and, money. Uh, Europe in Europe was one auctioned, and it uh, made it to one point uh, one million euros. Which is also Zuckerman, a look at this. Yep, look yep. at this SCR. By okay. the way, Spikes Car Radio, SCR40. Well, we have to get one. Do you hear that, Con Media PR guys? <laughs> you have to arrange for a show car. We have the same initials, SCR, SCR, <laughs> you that, and me. Oh, that's your, okay, look great. At that, Spikes yeah. Car Radio, we call it SCR. Spikes Car Radio, okay. Wow, SCR stands for. <laughs> so what? We want, uh, we want 001. Uh-huh. So agreed. How many people do we have listened to this now? A lot. They're, they're all millions, witnesses. Millions across they're the world. Witnesses, so. They're all okay. witnesses. We have right. zero, zero, 001. Okay, the door is locked and yes. you have to sign <laughs> Estonia's contract. Yeah, one with her. Do, not, sure. do not upset my Brazilian fans. They are the most passionate. Oh, yeah. They are frequently armed. Anyway, thank you for coming in here. This sure. is very exciting. You're, uh, I'm guessing, on your way up to Monterey. Next week? Next week, yes. Yeah, uh-huh. we're recording this uh, before uh, Monterey Car Week. And, and what are your plans up there? What are you, You're bringing up the Yellowbird? We're and- bringing up the new Yellowbird, and we're showing it at the Quail. Oh, great. Well, we're going to be there, Zuckerman. Yeah, yeah wonderful. We'll come, come, come and visit. Bring the contracts with you. And you're also invited to the uh, Alves Roof reunion. Which is oh, on what day? Which Fantastic. is on the 24th. That's Friday? That's Friday. Yeah. It is Friday. Oh, no, the dinner is uh, before. Night before. the Quail. It's 
Okay. We are going to be there. We we will be there. We will see you up there. We have to drive the car at some point. I don't know if I'm going to have time today, but um, if you're here this weekend, I'm going to find you. Now I know where you're staying. <laughs> I'm going to just uh, bring bring my little valet ticket and take it out for a spin and okay. see how it works. Well, anyways, thank you so much for thank coming you. in. It was very, very nice to meet you. If you want to check out these cars, uh, Road and Track has a great piece on the old car and the new car. Uh, Mr. Travis Okulski's little website. Check that out. Zuckerman, do you have anything to say before we go? I'm I'm in awe. I want to I want to do hours and hours of this Look gentleman. You were feeling okay. you were feeling broke, and now you want to buy a car, right? See, Look that's at what that. happens. He's the, he's <laughs> Estonia, he's the consummate salesman, right? And with Estonia, <laughs> with a story, uh, yes, and and with Estonia with a contract. And <laughs> All right, and yes. Well, and I'm Spike Ferris, and we'll see you next week on Spike's Car Radio. Real quick, before we go, if you're looking to buy a car, you're probably familiar with terms like MSRP. You might even know what it stands for. But what does it actually mean? The same goes for invoice, list price, and dealer price. It's enough to confuse anybody. All you're really looking for is a price that actually means something. Introducing True Price from True Car. Now you can know exactly what you'll pay for the car you want, including fees and accessories, before you even get to the dealership. True Car dealers will show you the true price on cars like the one you want, all from the comfort of home. And how do you know if your true price is a great price? Because True Car shows you what other people paid for, for the same car you want and your certified dealers know this, so they set their true price competitively so they can win your business. So when you're ready to buy a new or used car, visit TrueCar to enjoy a more confident car buying experience. Some features not available in all states. Thanks for listening to Spike's Car Radio. Download new episodes every Wednesday on the Podcast One app or subscribe now at Apple Podcasts or PodcastOne.com. If you like this show, you need to check out CarCast, the longest-running automotive podcast. CarCast is a twice-weekly automotive show hosted by Adam Carolla, wrestling superstar Bill Goldberg, and Matt the Motorator D'Andrea. It's the only show of its kind that explores all aspects of the automotive space, from the performance aftermarket to new car buying and the future of the automotive industry. The guys answer your questions, offer advice, and feature guests from the automotive industry and celebrity car enthusiasts. Listen to Car. With Goldberg and Motorator Matt D'Andrea every Wednesday and Adam Carolla with the Motorator every Friday on the Podcast One mobile app or iTunes Podcasts.